You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, March the 4th, 2021. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. Two assailants, apparently Israeli Arabs, last night confronted and stole the weapon of a member of the IDF commando brigade who was engaged in a solo navigation activity near Shvaram in the north. After several minutes of a scuffle, they seized the weapon and fled. The soldier, who was lightly hurt, alerted his commanders. The IDF and police are investigating. At Soroka Hospital in Beersheba, three young siblings from the Bedouin village of Khura died after being brought in suffering from smoke inhalation due to a fire in their home. The children ranged in age from one to four years old. A family member said the fire is believed to have been caused by a heating source. Police and fire inspectors are investigating. The government is seeking to advance legislation that will allow the digital tracking of returning travelers to Israel during the mandatory quarantine period. This as Israel plans to partially reopen its skies next week. The High Court of Justice this morning heard petitions challenging the entry and exit restrictions on Israelis. The state representative said there's no plan to broadly reopen Israel's skies, but to increase next week the number of Israelis granted entry to 3,000 a day. According to Health Ministry statistics released this morning, another 4,100 coronavirus cases were diagnosed yesterday for a positive test result rate of 5.2 percent. There are currently 699 people hospitalized in serious condition, 224 of them on ventilators. Since the start of the pandemic in Israel, 5,815 people have died of COVID-19-related causes. There are currently some 42,200 active coronavirus cases in the country. 4.8 million people have received the first shot of the coronavirus vaccine. 3.5 million of them have received both jabs. Western diplomats have sharply criticized the decision of the International Criminal Court to launch an investigation of suspected war crimes in the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, citing the court's growing politicization. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said in a statement that Washington firmly opposes and is deeply disappointed by the decision. He said that the ICC has no jurisdiction over the matter, noting that Israel is not a party to the court and the Palestinians don't qualify as a sovereign state. Blinken said in a statement that the United States believes a peaceful, secure and more prosperous future for the people of the Middle East depends on building bridges and creating new avenues for dialogue and exchange, not unilateral judicial actions that exacerbate tensions and undercut efforts to advance a negotiated two-state solution. We will continue to uphold our strong commitment to Israel and its security, including by opposing actions that seek to target Israel unfairly. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and President Reuven Rivlin last night both issued statements condemning the court decision to probe Israel, with Netanyahu calling it undiluted anti-Semitism and the height of hypocrisy. 
Cabinet Minister Yoav Gallant of the Likud, a former head of the IDF Southern Command, when asked by Khan Radio this morning if he was concerned an arrest warrant could be issued against him in the wake of the court decision, said he is not concerned at all by this criminal gang, in his words, that represents nations led by terror and dictators. He added that of all the countries in the world, people come to learn how to fight terror while limiting harm to civilians from Israel. Austria's Chancellor Sebastian Kurz and Denmark's Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen are due to visit Israel today for a summit with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that will focus on setting up vaccine-producing factories as well as cooperation in research for future pandemics and swift vaccine development. They will also discuss a framework for a green passport between the countries that will make it travel possible for the vaccinated and recovered without quarantine. A senior security source says the defense establishment is unaware of any direct involvement of Iran in the oil spill that contaminated Israel's shoreline. Environmental Protection Minister Gila Gamliel last night claimed that the vessel responsible for the tar spill was a Libyan-owned tanker that had sailed from Iran to Syria bearing crude oil. According to Gamliel, while passing through Israel's economic waters, the ship turned off its tracking devices for nearly a day and dumped crude oil into the sea. This is not just an environmental crime, but environmental terror, Gamliel said. Meanwhile, the health ministry reports contamination of the sea opposite Naharia and the Mate'ashur region due to sewage flow from maintenance work on the main Naharia wasteline. Swimming is banned off the beaches in this area until further notice. The weather outlook, unseasonably cold today, local rain from the north to the northern Negev, chance of flooding in streams in the Judean Desert and the Dead Sea. Tomorrow will be much warmer, mostly in the hills and inland. Continued warm on Saturday, cooler on Sunday. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 10, Tel Aviv 16, Haifa 13, Beersheba 15, and in Eilat, going up to 21 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Rekha, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.